Hi everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Podspecs. My name is Brandon Tuma and you can find me on Twitter at TooMuchTuma. This is kind of the first true content episode of Podspecs, where I'm really going to start diving into things. The first one I recorded was more of an introduction really. In some ways when I thought of this show, I came up with a ton of ideas for episodes. Yet at the same time, I struggled to pick one to start with. I settled on the top 10 fantasy baseball prospects for 2020. So basically the top 10 prospects for redraft leagues this year. And before we get started on this list, I want to clarify a few things. 1. This is a fantasy baseball list, not a real-life baseball list. For example, a lot of prospect sites don't rank Andrew Vaughn too highly because he's a first baseman, not an up-the-biddle defender. However, that just doesn't matter for fantasy. The dude can mash, so just remember that for now, I'm always talking through a fantasy lens. And two, this list is for 2020 purposes only. Wander Franco is the consensus best prospect in baseball. However, I don't think we see him this year, so he's not on the list. I just wanted to clarify this so people weren't alarmed. Lastly, the main goal of these episodes is to share my thoughts on these guys and to give a broad idea of who the names you need to know are. If I have Mackenzie Gore ranked 6th, and your big takeaway from this discussion is that he should be ranked 3rd, then you're missing the point. So anyways, let's get started. Number 1. Luis Robert Every year there is usually a prospect I need to have in my drafts. Two years ago it was Ronald Acuna, who was going in the 10th round or so which seemed reasonable considering he would miss the first few weeks due to service time manipulation. That one worked out. Last year, I took Vlad Jr. in the fifth round. While he did heat up for a little while in the second half, that one ultimately didn't work out as much. I entered this offseason thinking Luis Robert would be my guy for 2020. In 2019, Robert played in three minor league levels, finishing in AAA. He hit 328 with a 1,000 OPS, 32 homers, and 36 stolen bases. Fantasy goodness galore. His stock skyrocketed last season after he dealt with thumb and hamstring injuries in 2018. Health wasn't the only factor though. He also remade his swing. In 2018, he had a ground ball rate between 44% and 50%, depending on the minor league level. Last year, that dropped to 26 and 32%. Yes, please. But then Robert signed a six-year extension with the White Sox, which meant that he was probably going to begin the year in the majors, increasing his draft stock in Fantasy League. Since February 1st, he has an ADP of 77 overall on NFBC. That's aggressive for someone who has never played in the majors, will likely begin the year in the bottom of the lineup, and had a 25% strikeout rate with just a 5% walk rate in AAA last year. Still, I can't deny the immense upside Robert possesses. He's easily the top prospect for 2020 purposes alone, and just as I did with Vlad last year, if you like someone enough, then go get him. Number 2. Gavin Lux I love Gavin Lux. I initially thought I was going to be too high on him, but I no longer think that I am. One of the things that jumped out to me when making this list was the lack of hitting prospects that are close to the majors. There's a plethora of starting pitchers that I like, and I more or less clumped them together on this list after Lux, which is why he may stand out more on my list. 
The thing you need to know about Lux is how strong his hit tool is. Lux has been a near 300 hitter at every level of the minors, including a 347 mark between AA and AAA in 2019. Lux also has some speed, stealing a combined 25 bases over the past two years. The question is power. I could eventually see 25 to 30 homers if this hitting environment keeps up, but for now his launch angle is still a bit too low. Just keep in mind that we aren't drafting him for his power anyways. We're getting a great average, some speed, and probably good counting stats in a loaded Dodgers lineup. I can honestly see Ozzy Albee's production at a fraction of the price. And unlike most names on this list, he's expected to start the season in the big leagues. As the cherry on top, he's the perfect late round target at second base, which is quite shallow this year. Number 3. Jesus Lazardo. Jesus Lazardo is special. The 22-year-old Southpaw did debut out of the bullpen with the A's last season, allowing 2 runs in 12 innings while striking out 16. I'm going to highlight how special Lazardo is by comparing him to another top pitching prospect, Brandon McKay of the Rays. McKay was a top prospect coming out of college because he was considered close to major league ready, has good command of 4 pitches, and is easily able to repeat an effortless delivery. Meanwhile, Lazardo has stuff. He has a high 90s fastball and a wipeout slider, and if you watch his highlights enough, you'll feel compelled to draft him. We were reaching peak Lazardo height before spring training came to an end, when he struck out 8 in 3 and a third innings against the Mariners on March 7th. All this hype led to Lazardo being drafted on average as the 115th player off the board since February, according to NFBC. So let's talk about potential downside. Well, for one, 115th overall is pretty aggressive for someone who has pitched into the sixth inning of a start just twice since becoming a professional in 2017. His innings pitched by year go like this. 2017, 43 and a third innings. 2018, 109 and a third innings. 2019, 55 innings. About 125 innings seemed like the max he would pitch this season, but even more concerning was the stat about never really pitching into the sixth, because that would affect wins and quality starts. However, I've always said the ratios and strikeout numbers would be fantastic. And aside from injured players, I actually think Lizardo could be one of the most impacted players from a shortened season. Now the A's won't have to skip starts and can ride him a little longer when he's on the mound. Of course, that's only if they want to, though. I think they'll be competitive and therefore will be compelled to unleash him, just as we're all feeling compelled to draft. Number 4. Joe Adele I almost put Joe Adele 7th on this list. And yes, I know I said that the point of this list isn't to necessarily fret over a few spots in the order, but rather to paint a bigger picture. Still, I haven't been nearly as excited for Adele's MLB debut as I thought I would be. It feels as if I'm less excited right now than I was at this time last year, when I liked him about as much as Wander Franco. Things didn't exactly go his way in 2019. However, he never really had a fair chance, as he suffered two gruesome leg injuries on the same play in a spring training game. Adele was running from first to third when he strained his hamstring, and then he sprained his ankle trying to stop when he felt the hamstring pull. 
he didn't look himself when he first came back. Still, the former first-round pick had too much talent, and he put up a 943 OPS in 43 games at AA. But then he struggled again among getting promoted to AAA, batting 264 without a homer in 27 games. There are people who worry about his strikeouts, and betting on him is really a bet on athleticism, not the perfect swing. Due to the athletic profile, I do see some Byron Bucks in similarities when it comes to the overall offensive profile. Then again, as I was getting set to put Adele behind the next three pitchers on this list, I remembered how excited I was about him 12 months ago, and how much that spring training dual injury could have really set him back. In 2018, Adele struggled in AA, very similar to the results he put up in AAA last year. He adjusted. That's what good players do. And I'm not going to let 27 games in AAA sway me from Adele's natural talent just yet. More than any player on this list, I'm going to take a lot away from how he hits the ground running this year. Last one for this episode is number 5, Nate Pearson. I think I'm higher on Nate Pearson than most. Is that solely because my dad and I picked the Blue Jays starter up off waivers in our longest running keeper league last year? And not because I'm an objective fantasy analyst purely committed to giving listeners the best information? Who's to say? But Pearson is a name to get on your radar. Quick aside, the rest of our farm system in that league is Wander Franco, Adley Rushman, and Casey Mines. Yes, we're still hoarding prospects. Anyways, Pearson might be a newish name to some of you. That's okay. I've only recently begun to think this highly of him. Toronto's first round pick from 2017, Pearson threw just 21 and two-thirds innings in 17 and 18. Normally, that's a huge red flag for a pitching prospect. But I'm willing to give Pearson the benefit of the doubt since his injuries were an intercostal strain and a fractured bone from a comebacker. That's far less concerning than a shoulder or elbow injury. From here, I'm just going to wow you with the typical stat. Pearson made 25 starts in 2019, mostly at AA. He put up a 230 ERA with 119 strikeouts and 101 and two-thirds innings. Already 23 years old, you have to figure the baby Blue Jays breaking yet another top prospect this summer. Well, assuming there is baseball this summer. The point is some people are lower on Pearson because he has dealt with injuries. But those injuries don't scare me the way most people get scared off by pitching prospects. And that'll do it for this episode of Podspecs. Next time, we'll talk prospects 6-10 through 10 for 2020. Just a reminder, this has been Brandon Tuma, and you can find me on Twitter at TooMuchTuma. Reach out anytime. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>